Hello everyone, uh, this is uh, Fahed from uh, C3 Panel. Just me today, Cole is busy doing young people stuff like uh, university coursework. Um, bit of a different format this week, I'm going to be um, interviewing Joe Stone. Uh, Joe is a designer, writer and artist living in London, who's been releasing self-released uh, uh, published comics for about three years. The most well-known being his autobiographical comic, Stutter, about what it's like living with a speech impediment. Um, He's heavily involved with uh, WYP Comics, which is a community of comic creators that uh, meet once a month to share ideas and give each other feedback. Um, Every year, the group releases uh, an anthology. This year, they're splitting uh, it up into two books on the themes of success and failure. Uh, the new books uh, are going to be released on the 10th of October, um, featuring a combined total of over 30 creators across all experience level styles and genre. Uh, first of all, uh, Joe, um, thank you for joining um, uh, us today. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm all right. It's obviously it's a bit of a weird year for everyone. Uh Especially like a, a, this week when all the news has come about the potential kind of second lockdowny sort of stuff. So just when you kind of you think you're out of it, it you get dragged back in again. So. It drags me back in, just like the uh, the Godfather Part Three. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, I've been kind of working a little bit on my interview technique, and uh, a book I read recently says that it's always nice to start um, an interview off with a joke to help the guest relax. So I'd like to know if you'd like to hear a joke. I absolutely would love to hear a joke, always. Okay, okay. so um, how did uh, Darth Vader know what Luke Skywalker got him for Christmas? Oh, I think he felt his presence. Yes, oh, you've heard that one. I've heard that one. <laughs> when it comes to Star Wars jokes, then I'm sorry, I've, I've got... Uh, it's, it's, that, 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 that's, a, that's a thing I have a quite a firm interest in, in general. I don't know why. Yeah, um, so um, let's talk a little bit about the... Um, sort of the, the the WIP and the kind of uh, anthology. Sure. Um, I'm not too sure how the WIP works. What's what its governance is? How did you uh, decide upon the themes of success and failure for um, um for this year's anthology? So I, I I actually didn't decide them myself. That was uh, it was kind of like a we generally try to have a kind of group decision. Um, I mean with the group in general, then I I do try to not necessarily be too much of a kind of a dictator in terms of how it functions and what we do. Although saying that, uh, I think the title I've given to myself on like the, the meetup page because we got like a meetup page is just how we organise all the actual groups. The see, this is this is exactly what I was saying before about sometimes difficult to record podcasts when you've got a speech impediment, which I find a lot when I do my own one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I I try to not like necessarily like be too directly involved in these things. I kind of leave it up to the group to discuss it and decide on things i occasionally try to like push people in the right direction um i think in terms of the ideas of success and failure we wanted it because because we this year doing t- uh, two books rather than just one the reason for that may, mainly being the last one was getting extremely large and the amount of people who want to get involved means the book gets extremely big and thus it, uh, it costs quite a lot to print and then to buy or to, to sell to people um, and the price was becoming a little bit difficult so we thought by dividing it up into two smaller books it might be more approachable for the audience um, and so we, 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 we once what the themes that kind of worked, 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 worked as two sides of the same coin essentially. So 
we thought they function particularly well in terms of someone's idea of success might kind of uh, correspond quite nicely with someone else's idea of 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 like the, from the failure topic and how those two things kind of interact with each other with, but yet still being able to be being kept entirely separate so um in terms of deciding which comics make it into an anthology is that kind of a group decision or is there like um an editorial board or kind of you know is there kind of like um because I, I you know I, i'm kind of new to um you know the process of making comics anthology yeah. and um i'm not really too, too sure about kind of what the process is in terms of do you just accept the comics in as they come in or do you um suggest editorial changes to them kind of how does that how does that process work yeah so with with, with the group in general then the, kind of the main structure of the group is that we uh <laughs> I get to get together once, once, once a month to actually discuss what we're working on and to, to share our work in progress. Hence the name of the group, WAP. Um, so the way the way the anthologies work in, in, is, is that we we choose choose the themes kind of towards towards the the uh, beginning of the year, and then we all work on things at the same time together, and then kind of share our share our comics as we're working on them with the whole group to to get feedback, uh, give each other ideas about how maybe they could develop it or maybe push it in the right direction in terms of who's allowed in the anthologies um it's been pretty open in the past i don't really have i i think there's a, there's a, a bit of a difficulty in the comic industry in general of getting your work out there especially if like you're, you're a, a, a first-time creator you've never released anything yourself i think that that path to actually releasing something is quite hard so part of the things i actually wanted to like achieve with the anthologies and with the group in general is to give people the option to be able to get their work in print when they wouldn't have it in the past. So I don't really turn anyone away. Um, occasionally there have, have been comics, which I think aren't su- suitable to basically be included in them because of their content, because of the, 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 the subject matter, things like that. So that's kind of the only thing that would ever stop me from including someone's work in the book. But for, for the most part, like the whole point of it is that is the experience level doesn't matter. It's just about, the idea of making comics and getting it out there to, 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 uh, to in the in the in the books is, is is kind of the main like the force behind that. I think that's um kind of a really interesting kind of point that you make. Um, I've been kind of on the um comics UK comics creator survey and just listening yeah. to the the calls. Um, you know, listening to those seminar sessions in terms of it's really difficult to get your work out there. Creating, producing comics is really, really expensive. Yeah, absolutely. And um, trying to convince a publisher that they should spend, you know, the money on the colors or the inks and the paper and all this sort of thing when you're unproven is um, it's really, really challenging. Yeah. So just having having you know something like the you know this anthology giving creators of all levels, um, an opportunity to experiment and get their work out there. I think is, um, something really important. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, like, like I say that, that was, that was kind of the driving force behind it in general. I mean, like obviously the one uh, thing that likes that that it divides it up from, from mythology books of the same kind of ilk is that ours is contained within the group. So you kind of need to sort of uh, join the group in the first place. And then that's how you kind of get involved in it. But um yeah, that's that's like the one thing that stops people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of, sort of confession from me, I suppose. I've been in kind of like the meetup group for several years now, but I've I never actually have been to a meetup because it's just kind of 
I was a bit too intimidated to go or yeah. um, you make up these sort of little excuses to yourself, you know, I'm busy on Saturday, which I didn't actually end up being, you know, I, t- I used to teach a, a martial arts class on Saturday. So it was just kind of, it was difficult to get down is in like, you know, you know, South London, live, live in, live in North London is just kind of, you, you give yourself these excuses. So yeah, fair enough. Um, the fact that it's kind of, you know, the WIP um, sessions are kind of online now and, um, due to COVID-19. Yeah. I think for me, it's been, you know, I've, I've attended a few more of those sessions now. So I was just wondering how um, running the WIP has been and how sort of like COVID-19 things, how COVID-19 has kind of affected things generally and um, kind of what set, what lessons you're going to be um, kind of taking forward from yeah, there. It's a good, good question. I mean, this, yeah, obviously this year has been full of hardships for everyone. Um, the, the meetup group obviously was like an actual physical meetup group where we would all get together in the same place at the same time. And that was extremely useful for being able to kind of communicate with each other and just like, I think, when when like when uh, lockdown first hit, I was kind of unsure about how exactly to to do the group online, um, even like a Zoom chat, which, which, which is which is the way it works at the minute. I, I was kind of thinking that that wouldn't work in the first place because the thing I like about the group so much is is the way that the, the, there's not really a structure for it. There's not not really a kind of one talking point that we all talk around. We all, we all kind of talk uh, just about the work that we're working on amongst amongst ourselves. And that was one of the things I liked about it, but because of the lockdown and and the fact that that wouldn't 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 work on Zoom, then now that the focus has kind of changed to having a particular topic we talk about each month, basically, um, which which I think actually has kind of helped in terms of keeping the focus a little bit more. Um, I think I think like the, the the fact that yeah, there's 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 not. I mean, I mean, it's, it's it's difficult. I think I I I I miss the physical ones. I would like to go back to that at some point. But I think the 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 doing it the way we're doing it now has got some benefits to it as well. Um, but yeah, like obviously the whole year has been a particularly hard thing in terms of making comics for people, and I think that's the kind of the biggest thing that's affected everyone. Of not everyone's got the capacity to actually make that much stuff, uh, or the will to do it. I think is the the harder point of yeah. I think that, that, that that's that's kind of like just slowed things down. I, I think that that's that, that's 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 why that, the anthology books were particularly good as well. Is that there was like again like a focus, uh, so, so something that kind of gave us a, a, a purpose to make something uh, because we had like a particular time we wanted to uh, get 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 them finished for and stuff. So that, yeah, that I, helped, I know kind of what you mean. I've been struggling quite badly with um, my own sort of writing projects kind of I've got two comics on the go at the moment and I've kind of had to hand writing duties over to um someone else on one of them because I just I you know you you don't have kind of the mental resources to kind of do you know do the best work that you possibly want to do especially if you're just a writer like I am if you're working with an artist you've there's almost this obligation to kind of give them the best possible stuff that you can because you know illustrating a comic is so much work yeah. and if you don't feel like you can kind of give that um give that effort then i think it's it can be kind of like emotionally quite difficult absolutely i think yeah i mean i've been working on a, on a comic for the whole year so far and it was uh it's taking me like a much much longer than i thought in general just 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 in terms of i think it is is the, like a lot of it is that focus of i'm not in the right 
uh, frame, frame, frame of mind to work in it at this particular moment. So I know that the work's not going to be as good as it would be if I was. And so that, that kind of makes me not want to do it. But then the more I don't do it, the more it becomes a kind of uh, like the pressure to work in it again to make it really good. It gets in, it, it, like, even more. And then I just don't do it at all because it's, 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 it's kind of like the fear factor, I guess. Of I don't want it to, to not be up to my standards, but yeah. Because of that, I have, I um, not work in it at all, and then it just won't get finished yeah. in general, and that's also a problem. So, uh, yeah, I've um, I saw a kind of a meme that kind of hit hit home for me, and it's um, a scene from Friends where kind of uh, Phoebe is um, saying to Joey, kind of like, um, finish the project you started. Yeah, and then kind of Joey's saying, uh, "Start a new project." So that's kind of what, <laughs> where I'm at the moment. Yeah, yeah. finishing the stuff that I've got, you know, that I've, I've got going at the moment is kind of, uh, let me just start writing like a new thing there. Um, but I think it's, you know, for me, what I'm trying to do is just actually do just one day, one page at a time, uh, yeah, one page absolutely. a day, and then I, I think that's that's the put it away, then you can fix it later on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's 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 the thing of like. I think that there's there, there's the pressure, but at the same time, I know that it's stupid. If I know that firstly, like, the, the things that I write or draw, it doesn't mean it has to be finished. I can always draw it again, but just to kind of get into the habit of working and making things, I think is, is such an important part of making comics in general. Once you kind of lose that habit, it, it can be quite hard to get back into it. So I think that is like the, the right approach is just to always be working on, on on things, despite the fact that maybe they won't be the your finest work. I think just the, the practice of making comics in general is such an important thing to kind of to, to keep doing. Yeah, um, I think definitely kind of having having you know those creative habits and having that discipline to kind of like write or draw something every day. I think is important. So you kind of already asked answered my next question, which was you know, how your projects coming along. Um, into yeah, I mean of, it's, know, it's quite hard. Uh, and um, kind of, you know the next question I was going to kind of ask you about was how um, how's the podcast been going? I know you've been doing the the WIP podcast. You've had some yeah. really um, great great guests on there, and how's that been impacted by the COVID nineteen situation and kind of working on all these other projects that you've got going on as well? Yeah, I mean, so that that that, that kind of came came out of, of the COVID situation in terms of that was the first thing I thought of when like when the the, the meetups couldn't happen in person anymore. I, I wanted to kind of those sort of conversations to be to keep happening, and I'd like I, like I was saying earlier on that. I didn't think a Zoom chat would necessarily work, which obviously it does, uh, thankful to say. But at first, I, I just couldn't quite work out a way to do it. So I thought the podcast would be a good alternative, just just in terms of having that the, the, the conversations about making comics, the conversations with someone about their process in particular um, would be a really a helpful thing to just for the group and for myself and for uh, the, the, the wider, wider audience who make comics and, and in, in, around the whole world. Um, and it's, it's been a weird one. Like, in some ways, I, I do think that like starting a podcast, uh, especially when you've got a speech impediment, is maybe not the best idea I've ever had. Uh, but but it's, it's it's been like an enjoyable process for the most part, um, and I'm, I'm gonna gonna keep keep doing it. I've, I've got more more coming out soon as well. How's how how do you? Because I knew um, you were doing like one a week, and I think it's gone to one, one every one two weeks. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. that more manageable for you now. Yeah, I think the, the the one a week thing was it seemed like a great idea at the time, and I, because because I think I, I, at the start I was really uh, want want to go and going with it, and the, the first one was good, and I thought I'll just keep on doing more of these, and then as as the kind of the the more I did it, the more work I realized it was, and, and, and it's the same as working on the comics thing of like 
I, 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 I wanted it to be the best it could be. I didn't we just want to do like a half-assed job with it. So I wanted to improve the production values a little bit. The guests just 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 have 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 a kind of wider selection, of different different sort of people on it. Um, yeah, got, yeah, a weekly schedule for that, as well as having a job and a I'm gonna say seeing friends, but obviously I wasn't really doing that much over lockdown. Um, <laughs> yeah. things, things like that, like the like I, I'm working on comics um, as well, obviously, and yeah. and the meetup group and doing all that. There's like a fortnight schedule seemed more likely to be able to actually to do like a decent job with it. Um, and I think that a, lot, a lot of part of the podcast was also a good excuse for me to not um, have to work on my comics. It's just like the guy had something else to focus on. There, there, there was still like in in like the the, the in, in in the world of comics, and still uh, like like I say, like a, a helpful thing for me in terms of my like the process of making comics, but without having to draw things because that's hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually tr- tried to take up art myself, but. Um... Yeah, you know, when you've not drawn for like thirty years, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, it's it's, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard going. Um, I was I was I was just gonna say kind of like starting a podcast during kind of like lockdown is kind of a really cliche thing yeah, to have done. But, um, your yours yours is one of the good ones. Oh, I have to say so. Yeah, so um, and kind of you know what me myself and Cole are trying to do, kind of do one episode a week, can be quite um quite challenging especially because he's based in the united states and oh yeah of course um getting the um getting the kind of like timings correct and deciding which books um to do as well um we've not actually vetoed any uh a book the other one suggested yet but i think you know that conversation's bound um bound to happen yeah uh, um at some point so i just want to uh, go back to the anthology i know you kind of slowly releasing the names of yeah. the people that are involved um over social media so i was just wondering if you can talk about um some of the creators that you've already announced and um yeah let me what, what, what they're doing quickly look on my instagram account to remember who i've already announced i think yeah like i say the thing i, I like the most about the books is just the 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 the, 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 the especially with them having the those particular themes it's the different way everyone's approached it, the different way everyone's kind of taken the theme and made completely their own stories about it. But they're not like the, the I, I think like, I like, I like saying this out, the idea, idea of success to someone is completely different as it is to someone else. And I think that the, the, just the amount of different ways people have managed to approach it are particularly good. Um, I think, I mean, the, I think these are probably the best books we've done so far um, because, because we've done them for the last, last, I, I, I two years as well so these are these are these are the third and fourth book um that we would have done together and i think they're probably just like the, the quality of them of them is the highest it's been so far overall um i i, I don't, don't know uh, why why that is particularly but i think that the work there is is just just i would take particularly good this year i mean in terms of people who've been out so far so we've got, we've got nikki Benalas, who's uh, who's extremely good uh christopher hazeldean as well his his one's extremely funny extremely well well drawn um we've got some more coming up i think the next one is going to be announced is me who's very good at making comics <laughs> um that was definitely one to watch out for that that, that one was a fun to draw for me as well so um yeah i mean i, I don't want to talk too much about them because obviously we've got some surprises coming yeah. up in terms of the, yeah. the lineup and stuff we've got but yeah um so i'm gonna kind of ask a few hacky cliched um questions now but um yeah. i think they're probably worth going through what are your, you know, what are your first memories of reading comics, and kind of what are your um inspirations for starting to um 
writing, create, and draw draw comics as um, well? Uh, I think I've always kind of been drawn towards art, uh, drawing things, particularly and telling stories in general. Even ever since I was a kid, um, I think the first comic I ever read was X Men issue five, which was the the one from. I think that one came out in 1993, I think it was, when I was about six years old. So that, that was my first kind of portal into comics. And I think like seeing the costume design and like the characters in there and the colors and just the excitement um, drew me in. But like, and I, I've basically not been able to shake the habit of enjoying comics since then. Um, in terms of, yeah, being kind of driven to make my own comics. It's just one of the things I, 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 I've always done basically since, since I was a kid. Like there's, there's always been, there's always been some kind of idea for a story in my head and I've always wanted to draw things. So I've always sort of made comics uh, since, since I was young. Uh, but now I've, I've, I've got a, a job and a computer and I can make them look nicer. So I can, I can make them to a, to a, a, a decent level, hopefully. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's a thing that I kind of feel like I couldn't not do to some degree, which which is which, which is which is a kind of weird answer, I'm sure. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's, it's just it's just it's such, a, such a natural process to me in terms of if I've got an idea for something, the first thing I think of is would it work as a comic? Can I like tell the story in a comic? Um, and so I can't not make them because of that, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's um. That's really. That's, it's a it's a lot different from what it is kind of for me kind of yeah. i only really started creating well writing com- i never f- thought that you know someone from my kind of background that creating comics would be for me and it was just by chance by meeting um an artist um online um that liked the stories that i was kind of um pitching to him right. that i you know decided to kind of take it a little bit more seriously and um yeah i still have that kind of anxiety about you know does anyone want to read this or is this just for myself or yeah is this just an ego ticket you know and all you know all those different um perhaps not very helpful kind of uh mental games that we play yeah. on ourselves but, I mean, I think I think that that's that's extremely common. I think that's uh, that's like the, the 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 thing that I hear the most from people who want to make comics is that no one's going to want to read this. Why should I ever? Why should I make it? Um, and I guess my 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 advice to you and to everyone who's listening on that front is that it doesn't matter if anyone wants to read it or not. Um, if it's there, people might read it, but if it's not, they definitely won't. So I think that the, yeah. the, the, the idea of it's, it's it's like it's like like you you if you've got if you've got the idea for it i think you should just make it and if anything it's just it's, it's, it's a healthy process to get that idea out of your head onto paper or onto a screen or however you, you make your comics um and then you haven't got to worry about it anymore and i, I also think in terms of the, the fear factor and the idea of am i doing it just just for myself or am i doing it for anyone else that's also fine like you can you can uh, do it just just for yourself and that's still a reasonable thing to do um you, you don't have to sell them you don't, you don't have to show them to anyone you can just make them just for the sake of making them. And then if you do show someone and they tend to like it, um, that's a good thing. I think. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that um, I've been doing a lot during kind of like lockdown and even kind of before lockdown I was going kind of um, on Reddit and the, um, the tapas for you know, uh, yeah. the Reddit comics collab forum and then the, the tap tapas forum and kind of pitching ideas to, um, 
to writers that were sorry to artists that were looking for writers and you read pitches from writers looking for artists and they're pitching these kind of like 400 page graphic novels mm. and kind of, and it's just kind of like um the thing in my head is I would eventually like to write something that long but um I think the best analogy that I've heard was that you know writing is like um it's like sparring in terms of you know, you need to put the rounds in, in the gym Yeah. in terms of like testing out ideas and testing out techniques before you go into, you know, uh, a professional fight, um, which might be your 400 page graphic novel. You don't want to be kind of figuring out how to um, create interesting dialogue or um, script um, the flow of a story while you're doing that. You want to have already had that figured out once you you know free writing smaller stuff and Absolutely, smaller yeah. collaborations so yeah so i don't know what your um is that something you'd be perhaps interested in in terms of um writing a, a longer graphic novel i know you've already had a few um things uh published already but is that something kind of in the back of your head kind of you figuring out how you're craft gonna craft something longer than that um not really to be honest like i think i've yeah. definitely got ideas for stories that are potentially a bit longer than the ones i've been doing in the past or so far up to this point um but in terms of the like yeah i think that it's such a common thing of quite often it's for people's first projects as well that they want to do this the 400 page science fiction epic um the beast of a book and i think that it's firstly comics take a very very long time to make in general even even short ones can be extremely time consuming depending on the level of detail you want to go into in terms of the art and the writing and the whole process and it's tweaking it to get it right to the point you want it to be and i think that the most satisfying feeling in the world is finishing things especially when it comes to making comics and just like that that feeling of i've just finished doing the last drawing of the last panel of the last page and that's done now and now it's a thing that's actually complete and finished. I can send it out to people or I can keep it to myself or whatever. But I think when, you, when you've got like the, the huge task of doing a really, really long book, then that, that goal is so much further away. And the satisfaction of finishing things is, is going to take a very long time to get to. And I, I, I find that quite daunting. And, and also, I, actually, I, I, like, I, like, I like kind of short form comics. I think that it's, I think that, especially with those longer things as well, people do have the tendency to just to fill them with nothing. Um, oh yeah. There, there's a comic that we reviewed recently. Um, should I name it? Um, I well, we already right. released the episode. It's called, um, it's called Lord of Cosmos. Yeah. And yeah but that's uh, it was yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you've got to, you know, writing is editing and you need to kind yeah, of absolutely. make sure that you um, start as close to the end as possible. And you exactly. know, I think, I think you, you need to have something achievable. And I think that there's, there's a danger of you kind of, people want to do things that are really big for the sake of them being big rather than for the sake of them being good. A uh, quantity versus uh, quality sort of situation, I guess. But, but for me personally, like the more focused the story is, and it often, often works better in a shorter story that you know, the, the focus of it, means that you can actually get to the point much faster. You can tell the story you want to tell much faster in a more focused way. And it just, it, it works better overall. Um, I mean, I think saying that, like I would definitely, like I said, I've got ideas for slightly longer form stories, but I don't think I want to do anything more than a hundred pages, probably be the absolute, absolute maximum. Yeah. Um, I'd yeah. ever, also just in terms of 
like I said, the amount of work is, it's well, because I, I draw around and write and I do it all myself and all the coloring and I'm a complete control freak as well. So, um, I really want everything to be perfect and I don't want to get any, any help from anyone. And I, I want every single line to be there placed exactly where I want it to be. So for me, for me, it's a very time consuming process in general. So the longer the project, the more intimidating it is and the, the less excited I am about doing it. And the less I think I, I, I'd be willing to make it into like a high quality product. Let me ask you kind of like, uh, my next question. I think we're, we're already kind of touching on it, um, a little bit already. What is your, um, process when you, when you create comics? Um, do you start off with a script or you, do you start off with penciling some panels how, how does, how does that work? I mean, it, it kind of varies a little bit depending on the story and on the projects I'm working on. Um, for the most part, I, I tend to plan things out as much as possible. And I also, I've got a horrible habit. I tend to think about an idea for like a really, really long time before I even start, even start to put like a, a single word in a script or a, a, the, the first line on a page or anything. I, and when I say a long time, like uh, six to six months to, uh, I think the longest amount of time I've ever been thinking about a comic before I started it was about two and a half years. I've just like, I had the idea in my head, uh, but I just, I felt like it wasn't quite fully formed enough to even start working on. So I just kind of keep on going, taking that idea and going round and round and round in my head, trying to focus it, I'm making some notes occasionally, just like trying to just to type out the basic, the, the beats of the story or the basic points of the plot, things like that. Um, and, I, I, and once I kind of got to that point, I say it varies depending on on the comic about whether I want to do a script or not. For the most part, I will do a, a loose script, like kind of like a loose outline that's got some 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 dialogue, but not necessarily like a full description of what's going on in the panel. Because I'm going to draw it anyway, I, I kind of don't need to give myself that um, unless there's anything particularly that I think of that I think I might forget about later. So for the most part, yeah, it's it's quite a loose script. Um, then I'll I kind of. Th- do like large thumbnails. So I, the size of the actual comic page, I will sketch out just the placement of characters, the the layout of the panels, the composition of the page, and then eventually start drawing it in pencil uh, and then do the lettering and then start. Uh, and, and normally this is when everything changes as well. So from, from the original script, this is when I'll change basically the entire script. Uh, once I start actually typing it or, or writing it into the, into the comic itself, into the finished product. Um, just in terms of thinking about the flow of things, the pacing of stuff. Uh, yeah, then I'll start to do the pencils, then I'll do the inking, in which I'll normally change the entire thing again. So when the inking process happens, then a lot of the pencils I'll do, I'll just completely ignore and just draw something entirely fresh on top of that. Um, which again, is, is, it's, it's such a, the, the benefit of being able to do it all yourself is that you can kind of make those decisions on the fly. You don't have to consult with someone else. And it, it, sometimes, def, def, definitely for me, then you don't, you kind of can't see the bigger picture until you've started working on it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that completely. Actually. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been kind of like doing a lot recently with, um, with my writing is I've actually started actually lettering the pages myself. So I'll kind of roughly draw like a six by six, sorry, um, a six panel page. And then I'll just kind of letter it just to see if my, my dialogue yeah. fits in, in, inside the page. So I can definitely get that because, you know, when you're, when you're writing it down, sometimes you can't actually see the visual impact that your, your words are going to have on the, the space and how much space they're taking. And I found that quite a useful kind of um, exercise yeah, for myself. So actually seeing the whole thing is uh, something I definitely, um, I definitely can kind of um, understand. Yeah. No, I think, I think uh, like 
even just quite often what I'll do to go beyond that is once I've laid out all the pages alongside each other, I might change the order of some of the pages, again, depending on the story. If obviously the dialogue gets broken up, then um, that wouldn't work. But quite often I, I in, in the kind of comics I, I tell that I, I can actually like move things around enough um, or just, just insert things that weren't there before or afterwards, just to kind of to add more pages into it, to bulk out. If I think a scene feels particularly rushed, that it needs something at the start, um, that I can just like insert a little bit before that. Um, I, 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 my kind of approach to making comics in general, in terms of the kind of style of comics I make, then I, I, I try to use again, it's it, it different from story to story, but I try to use as few words as possible. And when I can tell the story just through the art, I'll, I'll do that. Um, yeah, because well, it's a visual medium. That's what exactly. it's, 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 it's a visual medium, and I think the best comics are the ones that where the art and the writing. Are kind of doing the same thing at the same time, which is one of the things that's kind of hard to explain, I guess, but by exactly what I mean by that. But I mean, you, you, one can't exist without the other. You sort of, you need the art to to support the text, and you need the text to support the art. And if if you can read 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 the words without looking at the pictures, and it still makes sense, then I think that's maybe not ideal and uh, the kind of comics I, I want to tell I, I want you to have to look at the expressions on the characters faces and what's going on with their pose and the backgrounds I, I want that to kind of be just as important as the actual the words and the dialogue and the narration and things yeah I recently um uh finished reading uh Rusty Brown oh uh, yeah and that's that, amazing um, it's an amazing book but it, I found it also incredibly frustrating hmm in bits as well because you know that thing that we, we, what you're saying about kind of the words and the pictures working together now i've not necessarily got the worst eyesight mm. in the world but there were pages and panels in that book where i was really squinting to yeah. read what he'd written down and just like and some of the experimental um uh, way that he'd lettered the book i found it quite difficult to, to follow the flow yeah story so yeah it's I, kind of yeah i i i, I completely understand that but at the same time like for me that was actually one it's of, a masterpiece it is a masterpiece yeah, but yeah. it's just yeah that, that was one of the things i actually personally liked about it the fact that it was a, a, a challenging read it wasn't just a straightforward narrative from beginning to end and all the dialogue like happens along it that, that I, I had to work to get through it and it, it, it kind of made me feel more engaged with it to some degree um yeah I, can, I, I, can, I, was, I was looking so hard and focusing so hard on following things that i, I was more like immersed in the story and the, the book itself manages to create some of the most powerful emotional moments. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've, I think I've ever kind of encountered really kind of, you know, especially with the, the last story. Mm. I mean, there's a panels in there. It's just, you know, I was on the verge of tears anyway, um, kind of just, you know, based off your experience from running the, the WIP and, um, you know, writing comics. Um, is there anything that you wish you knew about creating comics that, that you know now that you wish you knew kind of like back when you kind of started your um, journey yeah that, that's a that's a great question i mean i think we touched upon it a little bit earlier on but the cost thing is something that you kind of don't really consider um when you think you want to start making comics you've got a good idea and you start drawing it or writing it or whatever that the, you can then get to the point when you finished it and you're like okay now what do i have to do if you want to get it out to an audience, you normally have to pay for the printing yourself in the first place. 
um, for the for the most part, obviously not not everyone will. You can get to, get to publish and stuff like that fairly early on. But especially when you're starting out, if you want to kind of get in front of people, if you want to get in front of an audience, then it can be very expensive. Tabling at comic fairs, there's almost always a cost associated with those as well, whether it's the table cost or the tri- getting getting yourself to the comic fairs, things like that. The, to actually make a make it like a decent name for yourself and get your work to the widest audience possible, you have to invest quite a lot of money. Um, and I, I, I'm very fortunate that I've got a job which allows me to be able to do that off my own back. And, and obviously, I, I do sell comics that then make some of the money back, so it kind of recoups it. And for, for the most part, I think I've probably not lost money making comics, but I wouldn't say I've made much just because of the amount of cost that you have to go into it in the first place. I think that's, that's something that people don't really talk about very much. I think it's such an important issue in, in it, it can be a turnoff for some people. What, what the counterpoint to that, I guess, would be you don't have to spend that much money if you don't want to. There are other ways to get around it. But in terms of books, I wanted to have uh, my comics on tables at comic fairs. And so the route that I took into it definitely ended up being quite expensive. Yeah, I was listening on to the, um, the UK comic creators um seminars that they were running and like i've got a question here it says the uk comics creator survey depressing isn't it but um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know kind of what it very i i, I volunteered at a theater for a while and what kind of the experiences that you know people wish very much reminds me of um kind of jobbing actors and yeah. um writers uh jobbing writers and actors heading up to something like the Edinburgh Fest yeah. and kind of investing massive amounts of money and the kind of like, not the, the hope of getting to start discovered, but in terms of you know, having the hope of their, um, their work reach a wider audience. And that for me is that, 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 um, that similarity for me was quite, quite striking. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that it's, it's not, it's not, not, not a problem that's exclusive to comics by, by, by any means, like the arts in general, any kind of pursuit where you want to create something off your own back and show it to other people, whether it's music or theater or comics or art, as in like the fine art kind of world, you kind of basically have to start from nothing and you have to work incredibly hard. And there is a lot of cost associated with doing that, even just in terms of the amount of time that you spend making comics that you could be doing something else that could be earning you money or whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it, 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 no matter what the creative pursuit is, there's always, it's, it's very difficult to make it. Um, it's very difficult to actually build the audience and it does require a lot of hard work, but also what I've learned, I guess, is that if you stick with it and if you keep working on things and if you've got, like, if you've got ideas and you make them, people will be interested in them. Um, even if you're not necessarily fully confident or you're, you kind of think that they still need work, you'd be surprised that you're not that great is is there some someone someone else is amazing and i think if you don't if you don't make it then like i say those 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 comics would never exist and no one would ever get to experience the stories that you've thought of or i've thought of or whatever yeah and i think um if lockdowns shall never think anything all is kind of how very very important um stories are absolutely to people can people turn to kind of like Netflix, BBC iPlayer, you know, all the, you know, books for, you know, for comfort and guidance and 
all this sort of thing and you know, it's important work i mean it's that's a poncy thing to say but it's important oh, work absolutely right that the, the, these things are really really important to a lot of people and i think that not only the, the people you consume them at the end but the process of making comics to me is a massively important thing like I, I, like I, like, I, like i mentioned earlier on like i kind of feel like i have to do it i, I feel like it's it's such a part of who i am these days especially that I, I can't just stop. I couldn't just be like, ah, I'm done with comics and walk away from it. I think that would be too difficult for me to do. It's, it's such a part of who I am. And it's it's such a such an important way of me communicating the things I want to talk about, the stories, the ideas I've got, the characters I have living inside my head and things like that. That um, despite maybe not being as productive over lockdown as I might have been in in the past, being able to have that time that I can dedicate towards making comics has been extremely important to to to, to, to me during this this year, and and I think like the, the the whip group bringing it all back around to the anthologies, and having the focus of being able to help everyone else get their work out, um, it's been such 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 an important part of 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 the things this year for me as well. So. Yeah, um, just a, f- a final two or three questions um in terms of i think we sort of touched on it uh, briefly kind of what do you think the the future of comics are do you think it's going to be digital platforms like um comiXology or tapas or these other things or do you think print's still going to play a major part and yeah what you know what kind of what you're such a wide question but what do you think kind of um kind of the, the pressing concerns for the future of comics at the moment um I mean, I think that print is always going to be an important part of comics. I think that there's a tangible aspect to them that is so nice. And I think that digital comics definitely going to increase and the amount of digital comics you can get and the volume of them and the access of them um, is definitely going to, going to keep on increasing, which, which I think is a good thing in terms of it means you can get more work out to more people. Yes, the audience can be wider if it's more accessible. Um, but yeah, I don't think that print will ever go away. I think that such a big part of the the comic scene in this country, particularly London, particularly the small press scene, I think, is the community aspect and the idea of the comic fairs, comic meetups, things, things, even things like WIP are very important to a lot of people. Um, and I think that the idea of having the the physical books to kind of actually to use that as a linchpin to kind of hold these people together, I think, isn't something that's going to go away anytime soon. Obviously, this year it's been very difficult to meet up and to have comic fairs and things like that. But I think that that's not something that's ever going to go away. I think there's always going to be a community who want to engage with a physical thing in a physical space with their friends, with their peers. Um, and that won't change anytime soon, I hope, at least. Yeah. Um, I went, I think. Uh, six six years ago, five years ago, I went to a um a digital comic emporium. I did it was for the the launch of um Electro Comics, which was kind of Alan Moore um Alan's more kind of attempt to kind of explore how you can um use uh, digital technology to to tell comics. And yeah, the one thing that I kind of took away from that really is that we're not really exploring what the the comics format can do kind of with with, with this digital c- technology and one of my frustrations especially is you know when i'm reviewing um advanced review copies from uh, netgalley or um Idlewise, is that they'll just send you a pdf that's blatantly designed to be a print print comic and they've yeah. not actually thought about how someone's going to read that kind of like online and they'll have these beautiful two played splashes kind of like cut off yeah it's just like well that's kind of you know what's, what's the 
flipping point in that. So I think if digital comics are going to reach their full potential, you need to kind of specifically create for that digital absolutely yeah. I, I i agree with that entirely i think at the, at the minute it is it's still like predominantly a print format and it, 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 even the pdf digital copies are just uh, a, a, a kind of a, another version of that print format i think i think the the idea of comics being able to change and uh, being able to morph into something that is more interactive potentially or just can work in, an, uh, in a, di- a different way online or on computers uh, or devices in general. I think that's great. I think that could be really, really interesting. Um, but I also think that there's the same could be said about the print forms, about books. I think there are certain things that work in books so well, like the page turn. When, you, when, you, when you've got a page turn and there's like... A, yeah. A, a, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. A shocking twist. That is so hard to to, to get when you're just going through a PDF. But in a book, you, you, you're the one who actually has the action of turning the page and, and like showing the image. And it's such a satisfying feeling. It's such a kind of exciting part of, of books in general. And again, that's, that's, that's not, not just limited to comics, but to like to print mediums in general, there's, there's, there's always things that they've kind of learned over years and years and years of existing, the best ways to make the use of those formats. Yeah, uh, digital comics will definitely get to that point eventually, I'm sure. But at the minute, I, th- I still think that they're on the back foot of they are just a- another version of of the print form. My friends' podcast, you wrong words. They um they review well, they, they don't review books. They 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 talk about um they talk about books a lot. And kind of one of the the main things that they you know both the hosts mention is kind of like you know the smell of books and kind of mm. you know the, the the actual tactile touch of you know you know turning the page on a, a paperback or. A, hardback is not something that is easily um replaceable absolutely really um so uh last two um questions really um are there any comic books that you're looking forward to reading in the future is there kind of any future titles that you've got your eye on that um Um, be excited to 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 get your hands on i mean uh i've got a big stack of books that i bought recently that i haven't got around to reading Chippy's one story. Uh, that's 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 one that I got in uh, uh, Gosh Comics London not too long ago. That looks fantastic. It's, it's it, it came out like last month, I think, and it looks it looks the artwork's incredible. Uh, but yeah, I've not, I've not managed to find time to read it yet. Yeah, that kind of leads on to my next question: Is there anything that you're reading or watching or listening to that you'd like um, my listeners, the audience, to kind of like know about that you feel should kind of get? a you know, that you're particularly enjoying or um, that you think you, more people should be kind of aware of? Um, yeah, so I'm really bad at TV and films. If, if anything, actually, over lockdown, I've, I've really struggled in terms of watching things. I don't know why, because uh, normally I'd be really into watching films. I was never necessarily that big on TV, but I've had quite a hard time with, uh, with like, keeping my attention, I think, on films and TV, things, things like that. Um, in terms of comic books that have just come out, uh, or about to, about to come out. Uh, there is there's one place this road ever ends up. I'm saying the name of that wrong. I'm sure. Yeah, there's one place this road ever ends up. Uh, David Bizcop's new book that comes out uh, next week. Week I think September thirtieth. Which um, and that book's extremely good. You should get a hold of that if you can do. It's it's an extremely good story uh, that I got to, got to look at a little bit before it came out, which is exciting for me. Um, so yeah, that 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 one I definitely have a look into if you can. Yeah, like I say, I'm I'm, I'm bad at consuming stuff. Even when it comes to comics, I've been a little bit behind. Like I say, I bought a big stack of them uh, over lockdown, and I've read one thing. Uh, that's about it. Um, so yeah, that's that's more or less it at the minute, unfortunately. Okay, 
cool um i'd like to uh thank you for coming and my kind of thank last uh, question is is there anything that i should have asked you that i haven't and is there anything else you'd um you'd like to say um, I would like to say that you should you should buy the copies of the Whipcomics anthologies, which are coming out on October the tenth. Get the, get them on uh, whipcomics.co.uk, which is uh, wipcomics.co.uk. They're really really good. the The quality of work, like I say, is extremely high this year. People should definitely track get. Get, get get a hold of a copy if you if you can if you want to um listen to the podcast as well if you if you're interested in hearing me talk about comics even more um which comes out every fortnight uh the, the next one's going to be this week on friday and yeah i think that's pretty much it oh, that's great thank you very much um i was going to call you doug there um thank you very much joe um it's, uh, it's been a real been a real pleasure cool